you have specific goals for the scrimmage that you want to accomplish? Um, well, first is to just have success, feel like we walked off the field and, and gain a little bit more confidence. Um, second is to evaluate some players, certainly some of the young guys um, that are challenging for playing time. I would say that would be that would be next. And then, uh, and then lastly, I would say just to feel like we walk away with it with a little bit clearer picture of our identity. And I think we're getting close, um, but I think a live, a live uh, practice will be a good um, opportunity for that. Will Take hold, that next step. Will you hold out anybody to kind of protect them? They don't have to prove anything? Um, I'm usually not in favor of that unless Kalani makes me, which sometimes might be the case. Um, but we got a couple of guys that are banged up, so part of it will depend on depend on what we get from the training room, but there will certainly be some guys that get more reps than others. You look at different scrimmages, just different opportunities to get young guys versus vets time, or is it all, all the same to you? Um, I see value in both, in, in uh, evaluating our younger guys and our older guys because – you know, every year you're doing some different things and guys are in different positions. Some guys last year who may have been in a little bit more of a support role were asking to be primetime players and be dominant players now. So I don't I don't see it as being um, any more important for one player than another, although we as coaches may need to see more from certain guys. Are you looking to sort out the running backs or have you kind of settled on running back guy committee and any sorting will no. kind of happen in games? No, we haven't we haven't settled on anything yet. So uh, I think that'll be that'll be something that we'll continue to to work on between now and the first game and then even beyond that uh, with the numbers that we have there and the talent that we have there I think that would be uh, something that that could be ongoing. Have the receivers pretty well sorted themselves out or is it kind of the same situation there? Um, we've got one or two guys who are who are fighting to be in the mix who weren't in spring ball. So I would say that that position is much closer than the others with one or two guys on the fringe. Can you tell me a little about the progress of Harris, the chance. Yeah, Harris. Harris is doing well. He's a young guy, uh, very eager to learn, extremely talented, um, but still quite green and. Um, has some really good moments and some other moments where you go, wow, this guy's got a long way to go before before he's ready to suit up and, and play a full game for us. So um, I would say some real positives and some extreme highlights, but also a lot of work yet to do. How would you evaluate the tight end position at this point? One more time? The tight end position, how you evaluate that at this point in the camp? Um, we've had, we've had um, a number of guys play there. That's a position where we have some young guys who are – who are in the mix. A um, couple guys a little bit banged up coming back from injury who are practicing, but we're not asking quite as much from. So, again, I think that will be a strength for us as it was towards the end of last year. Um, how many tight ends we play versus how many receivers we play versus how many backs we play will kind of depend on who proves to be that next best guy. You know, we can play in 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 10 personnel, 21 personnel. We can play in any of those groupings. So whoever we feels we feel like gives us the best chance to win and score points will we'll get more of the reps. Um, but so far pleased with what the tight ends are doing. Will you have Zach under center at all this fall, or is it pretty much shotgun only for him? Um, we still have that as part of our offense. How much we use it is... Uh, is yet to be determined. 
Is it any different having the rivalry game as the first game or the fact the schedule is usually front-loaded? Is there always a pretty good sense of urgency this time of year? And it doesn't matter that the rivalry is the opener. Um, I think it certainly matters that the rivalry is the opener because that game is more important than others. Um, I think anytime you open with a big game, that's a positive in that it, it gives players focus and motivation throughout the summer and fall camp. The magnitude of this game only heightens that. So, yeah. Big. Have you been able to see chunk yardage plays? That I know that was kind of a goal and a focus for you and your offensive staff. Yeah, so we've really we've really tried to emphasize a couple of things that areas that were our our weakest points last year. One of those was explosive plays. Um, we've charted it every day. Um, we've had as many as um, nineteen, I think, was the most we had in any one practice, um, and then. Uh, the fewest we've had was seven. Um, it's been somewhere between average probably about um, 11 or 12 per day, which is out of out of a total of 60 or 70 snaps. Certainly the ratio is better than it has been at any time since I've been here. Then the other thing we've really been focusing on hard is third downs. Our third down percentage was not very good last year, and third downs um, correlate directly to winning and losing. They allow you to continue moving with the ball and and obviously put yourself in position to score points. In the games last year that we had 41% or better on third downs, we were 6-0. The games we were 40% or less, we were 1-6. And And so that's a pretty telling stat. Um, So last year we were about 37%, I think 36.8 or something like that on third downs overall. Um, thus far in camp, we're just over 50% on, on all third downs, so that includes third and short as, th- as well as third and long. But I'm pleased with our progress and explosive plays and third downs, but again, um, still a lot of work to do. And the most telling stat will be how that shows up in a live day when, when they can actually tackle us. Are you seeing a split between run and pass explosive plays in fall camp? Um, yeah, it's been pretty balanced. Some days we've had more pass, some days we've had more runs. Relative to Tyson, what do you get when you get an SEC guy in your team? Um, you know, I think he's. I think you get a guy who's played in in front of big environments and big games, um, and you know his, his talent. Um, I think will speak for itself. But his experience in those big time games, I think, I think will make him very comfortable um, playing in our first four. Were those third-down conversion issues you were talking about, were those more due to the distance or were those more due to execution? Yeah, both. <laughs> both. Um, there were times where we um, where we weren't efficient on third and one. There were times we weren't efficient on third and ten. So um, I think it was a little bit of everything. As we studied that this offseason, there were a number of times it was related to the protection. There were a number of times it was related to the route. Sometimes the read of the quarterback, not getting the ball out quickly enough. Certainly... Um, the shorter distance you have to gain, the higher your percentages typically are. Um, but I would say uh, both of those, both of those, both of those factors contributed. Probably execution more than than down and distance, though. How do you teach the urgency of third down? You talk about it every day, every single day. We talk about it. Um, we've tried to really heighten the awareness of the players in practice, and so we may have a day where it's just a third down period. So for 15 minutes, we're just going to emphasize third downs. The, the distance may vary, but it's all going to be third down based. Um, but the real value, I think even more valuable than that, is players becoming more aware of the sticks 
when you're driving the football. When I'm not on the field, when they, everyone doesn't know it's third down, they have to recognize the down and distance. Okay, what's the yard to gain, and how are we going to adjust this play so that we make sure we get the six yards necessary to, to get that first down? And then, like I said, every single day we're charting every third down, um, what we get, what we don't get. I talk to the offense about it each day, and so they have an understanding of, of how we performed the previous day. As, as you sort out the running backs, what are some of the things Lapini Katoa is bringing maybe he needs to improve on, but maybe some of his positives and the same for Tyson Williams? Yeah, so so Pini's improved in, in two major areas. One is his blocking. I would say he was not a great blocker last year, either as a pass blocker or um, when he's blocking for someone else in the run game. Um, but he's improved dramatically there. Um, he's a little bit bigger and stronger. I think he feels more confident, more durable. And then just another year in the offense, you know, him making the proper reads and making the right cuts at the right time um, is significantly better than at any other time. And then and then the other two guys um, that have gotten a lot of work with the first group, Tyson and Emmanuel, both of those guys um, have done a lot of good things as blockers as well as runners, which has impressed me because a lot of times uh, running backs just want to tote the rock, right? But those guys have certainly proven that they're willing blockers and, and they have the, the, the skill set to do it as well. Lapini had an excellent touchdown-to-touch ratio last year. Do you view him as a natural playmaker, Katoa? Yeah, I do. I think all of our backs are. Um, I think, um, like I said, as he, as he matures this year, last year being really his first year, uh, to do much when you look at um, him making the right cuts at the right time in addition to being a little bit stronger a little bit more durable I think that should only increase you were looking at double tight ends and wanting to try to do something there Are guys performing the level to give you the confidence to do that yeah I think a lot of it will depend on will depend on health um, but then again it'll also depend on who is our um, who is our sixth best skill guy you know I mean you got five linemen on the field obviously at any time but we could play with that next guy being a tight end a receiver or back so how much we do 12 personnel um, will really depend on on health and performance over the course of the next couple of weeks but yes I'd like to do a lot of it how you doing in red zone scoring efficiency thus far through camp you know, um, today will be the first day that we really emphasize red, emphasize red zone in and of itself. Um, we've had a, a number of drives where we've gotten in the red zone, but we've been trying to um, limit our reps and really watch our pitch count for each player. So we really haven't driven the ball a lot. And there have been numerous times where we've gotten in the red zone, but it was the last play of that drive. And so I've just blown the whistle, stopped right there, and then moved on to the next group. So it hasn't really been... A relevant point, yeah. Metrics that you look at in order to evaluate your quarterbacks? Um, well, certainly first is their completion percentage. Um, you know, a quarterback is the is the distributor of the ball. He's the point guard on the basketball team. And so first it's his completion percentage. Uh, second, we're looking at the, at the decisions that he's making, um, whether that be uh, route progression or a decision whether to hand it off to this guy or keep it on this play. There are a lot of things that come into play in terms of his decision-making. Um, looking at, at um, minimizing our sacks, certainly turnovers is a part of that as well. And then and then in the end, when, when uh, those guys are on the field, who does the offense respond to? And really, really been pleased with both Zach and Jaron thus far.